part of that. Well, at this time, I want to invite you to go to your Westover app. I welcome you here, whether you're in the room or on our online uh, family. Just thank you for being here. We're going to be speaking today on a subject that's actually uh, printed right here. I put my sermon title, my message title right on this brochure, Generosity, Experience God's Blessing Through Giving. We're going to talk about generosity today. And I want to share with you, generosity is a word that you have to know God in order to appreciate There are certain words in the Bible, there are certain words in our spiritual language. If you don't know God, it doesn't make sense to you. If you haven't had a making new experience, that word really doesn't mean something to you as the way it should if you knew God. For example, worship, humility, surrender. The word surrender as a believer means completely different from uh, if you don't know the Lord. And another word is generosity. Generosity means something different for a believer, a Christ follower, than it does for somebody else. And let me explain generosity. So many of us think generosity, now no, wait, blessing through giving. Now, I, I've, taken, I, I, I've taken accounting, you say. I know math. If you have a certain portion and you give a certain portion away, you lose, you downsize. It's less than. There's not as much of. I get that. I understand the economics. Oh, I, I would suggest... I would suggest you don't understand how God works. Let me illustrate this for you. Let's just say, for example, I begin to talk to you about an airplane flying. And let's say for a moment, none of you have ever heard of the law of aerodynamics. The law of aerodynamics, that enough speed and thrust creates lift. And that's how an airplane flies. But let's just say for a moment, none of you have ever heard of the law of aerodynamics. The only law you knew was the law of gravity. You understood the law of gravity. You know how it works. Anything that's heavier than air is going to fall, no matter what happens. If it's not held up by the moment you let it go, whether it's an apple, a bowling ball, or an object, the moment you let it go, it's going to go crashing down on the ground. The law of gravity. You understand it, you realize it, and you say, okay, I understand the law of gravity. But I begin to explain to you. You know there is this object, it's called a Boeing 737. It weighs 400 tons. It weighs 175,000 pounds. And it can get off the ground. It can soar and fly in the sky some 30, 39,000 feet. It can take you from here to California in a couple hours. It can take you here to Florida in about two and a half hours. You say, oh, wait a minute. I know the law of gravity. The law of gravity, there is no way I can calculate. I'm telling you, whether it is a leaf, whether it's a feather, whether it's an apple, whether it's a bowling ball, no matter what it is, the moment you let go of it, it's going to fall. The law of gravity says everything that is not held up and suspended, everything that has weight to it that's heavier than air will always come crashing down. And we can have that disagreement and go back and forth all the time and you will argue that the law of gravity means it's going to fall down i say just for a moment just trust me i'm going to tell you what i'm going to take you to the airport and there was this object that weighs 175,000 pounds weighs over 400 tons you get in it and it will fly at 38,000 feet and it will take you to california i drive you to the airport and the moment you see the word terminal you say no i'm not getting in that thing i already get that you're trying to do something to me But you get in the airplane and then all of a sudden you realize the law of gravity works until the moment the law of aerodynamics takes over and the law of gravity is suspended and no longer controls and no longer dictates because there is another law that has taken over, the law of aerodynamics. I want to suggest to us that there is a law 
of generosity in the Bible. Proverbs chapter 11, verse number 25 says, and the generous will be made to increase. It's one of God's laws. The generous will be made to increase. It's like the law of gravity. You say, well, if I give away, I lose. I give away, I lose. Until the law of generosity comes into our life, and then all of a sudden, we move from just normal give and take. God takes us into this other realm, the realm of His blessing in our life. That's what I want to talk to you about today. In the brochure you have here, if you'll open the first flat, there's a couple of verses there that I just want to put in your spirit. It says, yes, you will be enriched, 2 Corinthians 9, 11, in every way so that you will always be generous. Where does God want us to get to? Generosity. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 7. Here's what the Lord says in His Word. I want you to excel also in the gracious act of giving. Why does God want us to be generous? Because we experience God's blessing through giving. Every one of us, as a Christ follower, when we move in the area of generosity, God says, my blessing and my favor is released in your life. And there are three questions I'm going to pose to us today, and I'm going to let the Bible answer them. The first is, I'm going to ask the question, what is the tithe? We're going to let the Bible answer that. We're going to ask ask and answer the question from the Bible, uh, why we tithe, and we're going to ask and answer from the Bible where we tithe. The first one I posed before us, and that is, uh, what is tithing? And I'm going to invite you to go with me to the book of Deuteronomy. And let's look at verse chapter 14, verse 22 and following. And here's what the Lord says to us. He begins this verse by saying, be sure. Oh, catch this. He's not just passing this off. He said, you got to catch this. He says, be sure. Be sure to set aside a tenth. What is the tithe? A tithe is the tenth, 10%. Be sure to set aside a tenth of all your fields produce each year and the firstborn from your, your herbs and your flocks in the presence of the Lord at the place he chooses as a dwelling place for his name so that you may learn to revere the name that revere the Lord your God always. Here's what God is saying. Be sure that you do this. Be sure that you do this. God is saying this is a checklist. The checklist. What is the tithe? A tithe is a tenth. But God says be sure to do this. I remember one time I was going to Houston. I, I had to do a funeral. I had to go a meeting to and etc. And I got everything packed. I put my suitcase there by the, uh, the door. Was attending to things. About to go off and drive to Houston. I gave Denise a goodbye kiss. I was mesmerized by her lips, I guess, or whatever the case may be. <laughs> got in my car and drove off. Drove off and forgot my suitcase. <laughs> forgot my suitcase. I get to Houston. I said, Denise, I don't have anything to wear. I don't have, I don't have shoes. I don't, I don't have anything. I'm over here for three days. And guess what? She drove my suitcase to me. Isn't she a great wife? I mean, she drove my suitcase, she rescued me. But can I tell you, from that day forward, when I go on a trip, she says, be sure that. Be sure that. Be sure that. Why? She always reminds me because she doesn't ever want me to be in a place that I regret and I don't have what I need to get by and what I need to function. That's what God's saying. I'm going to give you a lesson. Be sure. What's this thing, God, you want me to do? Be sure you set aside a tenth. And he says, of all the, the fruit and the crops from your field or all the, from, from all the sheep or the animals of your herds. Now, they were in a farming and a ranching economy then. A farming and a ranching economy. 
What does that mean? God is saying, of all of your income that you have, of all that you make, God's saying, here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Be sure to set aside a tenth. Well, why do we do it? He says, so you may revere the name of the Lord your God. You see, generosity is a weekly reminder of God's faithfulness in our life. It reminds me every week everything belongs to God. It reminds me that everything I have comes from God. God gives me the strength. God gives me the ingenuity. God gives me the ability. God gives me the talent. God gives me the opportunities. Everything comes from God. And a weekly reminder, I'm I'm brought back to the fact that God supplies all of my needs. That's why God says, be generous. That's what he's teaching us. Let's go to the book of Leviticus. Leviticus chapter number 27, verse number 30 and following. He says, a tithe of everything. What is a tithe? The scripture's already told us. It's a tenth. A tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees. Again, their, uh, their economy was a farming economy. They didn't have money. They didn't have, they didn't have credit card. They didn't have banks. They didn't have currency. God is saying, of everything you make, set aside a tithe of everything It belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. No one may pick out the good from the bad or make any substitution. These are the commands of the Lord. These commands are the the ones the Lord gave. What is he saying? He's saying take your tithe of everything. And he said you set it aside. Now they, they were taking a tithe and he's saying of the fruit of the tree. And you don't pick out the bruised apple and say, well, that one's not as good. I'll give that one to the... No, God says of the best. God says you don't make a substitution. You don't say, I'm going to keep the best for me. And I'm going to give the ones that are a little smaller and the fruit that's not as good. We don't give God leftovers in anything. He says, give a tithe of everything. And here's what it says, because it belongs to the Lord. I remind you, the tithe, it belongs to the Lord. Let's just say for a moment that your car broke down. Your car broke down and they told you for the next week and a half you're not going to have a car. Uh, you're going to be without an automobile. You come to me and say, Pastor, I don't have an automobile. i got to get kids to school. I said, don't worry about it here. Take my keys. So I give you the keys to my car and you're going to drive my car for the next week and a half. You drive my car. You take it home. Your neighbor says, oh, you got a new car. He walks over. You got a new car. And you say, yes, I got a new car. No, you didn't. That's my car. It belongs to me. You go to work and you drive up and say, oh, you got a new car. Don't say yes. No, you're driving my car. It belongs to me. Now, you can take the seat and adjust it where it fits you just perfectly and tilt the back where it's comfortable, but it still belongs to me. You can adjust the rearview mirrors on the side and the rearview mirror in the car, but it still belongs to me. You can set the temperature in there where it's just perfect for you in this hot weather and the air conditioning vents blow on you just at the right angle, but remember... It belongs to me. You can take the radio stations and you can adjust it to the music you want, but remember, it belongs to me. You can, you can have it, it goes to you, but remember, it belongs to me because next week I'm coming back, I say, I want what belongs to me. That's what God is saying. God is saying the tithe belongs to Him. And let me give us Christ followers some advice. Do not say, I give my tithe to, to the church. It belongs to the Lord. Don't say, I give my money here. It's not yours. It's the Lord. It belongs to the Lord. The tithe belongs to the Lord. It goes to Him. It belongs to Him. God is saying, 
that what we have we are to enjoy be blessed by and god says take this set it aside why so you may revere the name of the lord your god now go with me into the new testament matthew chapter 23 verse 23 if you open your print bible you're going to notice this verse is in red it's in red because it's the words of jesus jesus is talking to us he's going to talk to us about generosity now what's interesting about this verse is jesus is talking to a group of guys called the pharisees now the pharisees they were hard-nosed jesus <laughs> jesus often just had confrontations with the pharisees they, they were always a critic of everything Jesus was doing. Jesus say this, they would have a contrary argument to it. So these were not, not Jesus' biggest fans. Are you following me? They're not Jesus' biggest fans. And Jesus begins to talk to the Pharisees. And here's what he says in verse number 23. You give a tenth, a tithe, of your spices, your mint, your dill, your cumin. But you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have, notice that, you should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. What is, what is, Jesus, what is Jesus teaching us here? Jesus is telling the Pharisees, the G, Jesus is saying this, you tithe and you should do well. If anybody tells you that tithing is not mentioned in the New Testament, they disagree with Jesus. Jesus says, you should do this. You should tithe. The problem was the Pharisees, they were giving the tithe, but they were, they were not be, being faithful. They were not showing mercy. They were critical. They were criticizing people. And Jesus is saying, you have the right, you have the right action, but you don't have the right attitude. Jesus said you should do both. I hear people today say, well, you know what? I don't tithe. But you know what I do? I do, I do kindness and I volunteer. I go down and I built a playground in a park area. We had a volunteer team that went down. And I volunteer at church and I do this. But I don't, I don't ever tithe. There's wonderful, it's wonderful to do the humanitarian work. It's a great thing to do. Jesus has said you do that well, but you should also tithe. That's what Jesus is saying. We should have both the act and the attitude. We need the act is that we're generous in giving, but that, that doesn't go along. We must have the right attitude and treat people the right way. If we treat people the right way, but we don't honor God in generosity and giving, Jesus would say you should do that. So what is the tithe? The tithe is the tenth. Why do we tithe? He says because it's weekly reminder of God's goodness and it's a way we revere the name of the Lord our God. Question number two. Not only what is the tithe, why? Why do we tithe? Why are we generous to God? Go with me to the book of Malachi. Malachi chapter uh, 3. We're going to begin reading at verse number 6. And allow me just going to make some comments as we go down because the, the scripture makes a very important point here. Verse number six, it says, I, the Lord, do not change. God doesn't change. Now, don't say there's a 21st century God that's different. Well, the Bible says this, but you know what? I believe that God's this way now. I believe, I believe God got over the fact that people live together. God accepts people living. No, God says, I do not change. God's, God's law, God's principles do not change. I, the Lord, do not change. The next verse Follow the discussion. God's saying, now I don't change, but he's going to tell them in verse number seven, you have changed. How did they change? He said, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. 
Return to me, the Lord says, and I will return to you. But you ask, how do we return to you? Good question. God says, I haven't changed, I haven't moved, but you've moved. You, you've gone, you, you, you've moved. You're not following my decrees. And then they said, well, Lord, how do we get back to you? How do we get back in alignment? He's going to tell you in the very next verse. How do you bring your heart and your life back in alignment with God? Verse number eight, in tithes and offerings. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me try to figure this out. God, you don't change. We've changed. We've wandered from you. How do we get back to you? God says, begin to give tithes and offerings. Be generous to me. Help me understand that, Pastor. Here it is. You see, God knows that generosity comes from the heart. That they could go through lip service. They could, that's we could go through lip service. Oh, I go to church. I have a Bible app on my phone. I have a Bible. I, 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 I say prayers. We, we can have lip service. But God says, I know when I have your heart. I know when I'm first in your life. I know when it's the real deal. And that's when you begin to be generous to God. That means I have your heart because giving always comes from the heart. And when you are generous to God, God says, I know the heart is there. That's what he is saying. Then he tells us in verse number 10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be not be room enough for you to store it. God's saying that you can have supernatural blessing in your life. And it's like this. The plane is going down the runway. The law of gravity is holding it down. It keeps going down the runway. The law of gravity is holding it down. But there is a point upon which the speed and thrust cancels the law of gravity and the law of aerodynamics takes over. And here's what God is saying. I'm going to bless you. I can bring blessing in your life and bless you every day. You won't have room enough to receive it. How do you do it? Bring the whole tithe. Bring the whole, not amount that you said, not sometimes, not occasionally. God says, tithe on everything. Be generous in everything. Be generous in your praise. Be generous in your service to the Lord. Be generous in your giving. Because at that point, when you move into generosity, the law of generosity takes over and the generous will be made to increase. And God says, that's what I want. I want you. I want you to be blessed. God's not withholding. God's not, God, God's not picking a favorite out here and, and looking over somebody else. God is saying to all of us, His people, learn to be generous to God and then God releases generosity in our life and the law of blessing begins to work in our heart. Here it is what God's teaching us, that blessings come at the speed of our obedience. Blessing comes at the speed of our obedience. God says when you bring the whole tithe in, guess what? My windows open up. It's not when you occasionally, it's not when you off and on, it's not when you go to church on Easter and Christmas and the rest of the year you do what you want, but when you honor God with your whole being, with all of your heart, all of your mind and all of your strength, God says, I step in your life and I begin to work in areas that you have never imagined. That's why God wants, that's why we should tithe because God's favor and blessing begins to pour in our life in a, in a special way, in a supernatural way that we can't explain otherwise. I had a man in the church tell me the other day, Pastor, he said, I'm going to tell you something. I gave my tithe. 
He said, not only did I give my tithe, I caught up on my tithe. I caught up on my tithe. I just said, God, I'm just, I'm going in and I'm going to trust you. I caught up on my tithe. And he said, Pastor, I got to tell you what happened. I have been trying to land a contract and every time I did, the door was closed. My business, I've tried time and time and it was never going to work out. He said, it was not even a possibility. It wasn't even on the horizon. He said, I caught, caught up on my tithe. I gave my tithe. Pastor, I got the contract. He said, it wasn't even on the horizon when I gave my tithe. He said, I wasn't trying to manipulate God. I just said, God, I'm giving, I'm going all in. He said, I got the contract. He said, my business doubled overnight. He said, there is no way to explain it. And then he put his finger in the air, but he said, I can explain it. It's God. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about God coming in in a supernatural way and blessing in ways that you don't even have to pay taxes on. God is able to bless. God is able to open doors. God is able to bring favor. God is able to situate, protect in our resources. You'll get 65 mile, 65,000 miles out of 40,000 mile tires. Why? Because God provides. God blesses. God just extends life. He extends his favor to us in so many ways. I will tell you as a personal testimony, I learned tithing from my mother, but I learned generosity from my father-in-law. My mother, when I was a boy, I remember getting allowance. We would uh, do chores or whatever the case, have part-time jobs. Mom would tell us, you need, you need to tithe. You need to tithe. And we would take our tithe money. And as a kid, as a parents teach your kids that now, we would tithe. Until I grew up, my mother instilled that in my heart. It was my father-in-law. My father-in-law taught me how to be generous. My father-in-law tithed. But I noticed my father-in-law did something. Every offering the church ever took, and we were in a small church. It was about 60 or 80 people. I mean, less than the section. I mean, just this little portion here. It was a small church. But every offering the church had, my father-in-law put something in it. When our church, our home church back in New Mexico, if they had a repair bill or they needed to repaint something or they needed to buy a new whatever, a new heater or whatever the case, here, here's how they raised money. Well, we have a $1,000 bill we've got to pay. I need, I need 10 families to give $100, and they would raise their hand, and the pastor would do. That's how they raised money in our home church back then. Can I tell you? My father-in-law, his hand would be the first one to always go up. I remember that. He tithed. He told me I'd given every offering. And I watched time and time again. My father-in-law would be the first hand to go up and give that special need. I'm going to tell you how God made it. I'm going to tell you about supernatural blessing. My mother-in-law, great saint, she passed, a, she passed away a week before Stacia was born. Stacia never met her. She went to heaven. She was on dialysis the last three years of her life. The last month of her life, she was in the hospital. She'd been in the hospital, in the hospital. Then the last month of her life, she spent the last 30 days, six weeks of her life in the hospital, and my father-in-law had no medical insurance. Three years, three years of bills, of dialysis, hospital stays, and one month in the hospital. I heard my father-in-law say, I'll be wiped out. He didn't begrudge it. He said, I'm taking care of Denise's mom. They said, I've lost everything. So he told me. He said, everything will be lost when I get that bill. 
He said, I won't have anything. Had a small business. He said, let him take it. I did the best I could. He went to the hospital after she passed away. He was opening the drawers, and he was taking her private personal items, and he was gathering them. Walking over there to the closet and the few things she had, putting it together. And a lady came down the hallway, opened the door to the room, walked in. She was in a little jacket, skirt, very formal, very professional lady. She said, sir, I need to talk to you. She said, I'm from the hospital, and I need to tell you, we don't do this, but I have been instructed to tell you, your hospital bill has been canceled. Your hospital bill. You don't know it's a thing. My father-in-law, my father-in-law thought he was going to lose everything. He didn't lose anything. And here's what my father-in-law said. God paid me back in one moment. I had one payday from God that was more than I had ever got. The hospital bill was astronomical. And my father-in-law said, and God paid me back and even more at one time. That's why. Be generous to God. God will be generous to you. Be generous and God will be generous in your life. Where do we tithe? Where do we tithe? Deuteronomy 14 tells us right here. So let's, just, let's let the Bible tell us. Make an offering of 10%. That's the tithe. Of all that you produce which grows in the field year after year, bring it into the presence of the Lord your God at the place He designates for worship. Bring it at the place He designates for worship. Here's what I tell people. It's wonderful to give to nonprofit organizations. Do it. It's a donation, but it's not your tithe. The tithe goes at the place He designates for worship. And I tell people, if this is not your church home, your tithe doesn't belong here. Your tithe belongs where you faithfully attend church and where you look for your spiritual nourishment. That's where your tithe belongs. If Westover is your church home, this is where your tithe belongs. But I'm more than, more than an offering, I want to encourage you to be generous to God. Be generous in everything you do with God because God is generous to you. If you'll go over the top with God, God will go over the top with you. God has paydays. God has moments. God steps in your life. And His supernatural blessing just overrides, goes beyond what you could ask or think. Denise and I have been blessed. We tithe. Can I tell you, we tithe off of everything. We give off of everything. We figure if we give a re get a rebate, we're just supposed, that's an extra way of us to give to the Lord. You folks have been so gracious. In the past, you've even given us a vacation trip for pastor appreciation moments. Thank you. But you know what we do? Whatever the cost of that trip is, we give a tithe back unto the Lord. We've tithed on everything God has ever given us. Everything that has ever come our way, we've given a tithe unto the Lord. And God has been more than good to us. And I'm going to invite you to experience the blessing, the generosity of God in your heart and life. At this moment, I'm going to invite our ushering team to move forward, and I'm going to lead you in giving generously unto the Lord. 
If you're giving check or cash, we invite you to put it in a contribution envelope. We have online giving and text to give. But I want to invite you to give generous to the Lord. Give from a gracious heart. Give because God is a God is a, a, a heavenly Father that wants to provide and wants you to be just be blown away by His goodness in your life. And God says, bring the whole tithe in. You see, it's at a certain moment when the law of gravity stops and the law of aerodynamics takes over. There's a certain speed and a certain thrust for that to happen. And it's just the same thing with God. It's at the moment of generosity. And now God says, generosity can come back to you. I'm going to invite you to experience God's generosity. Let's pray together before we give. Could we do that? Join me and let's, let's thank God for His goodness in our life. Father, we bless you. Our hearts rejoice in the goodness of the Lord. And we ask you, Lord, teach all of us, self-included, to be generous. Be generous in our praise when we're worshiped. Be generous in our kindness with our neighbors and our co-workers. To be generous in our giving from our finances to the Lord. Be generous in, in the grace we show to others and the compassion we show in giving patience. Let us be generous in every aspect of life. We want, we want our lives to be characterized by the generosity of God. And we give in thanksgiving to you now. In Jesus' name, amen.